Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is one of the most exciting episodes. No offense to my previous guest of Hostel Podcast. We have the financier, a.k.a. Chief Marketing, Chief Financial Officer for the Info Entertainment Network. He's also the owner and CEO of the Helium Co. And he was recently promoted to the top sales uh, manager at Service Fusion Software Company. This has been one of my best friends for life. Shouts out to this young man right here. Please introduce yourself to the people, Mr. Durrell. Man, I'm definitely a humble man by that introduction. Appreciate Smell it. flowers, uh, man. Appreciate <laughs> it, sir. Uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, as you stated, you know, Darrell here, you know, been a really great friend of Lonnie's for, you know, over, I think, I believe 15 years or something very similar years. to that. And, yeah. And, and man, we've definitely been rocking it out with, you know, a lot of different things over the years from, mm-hmm. you know, going from high school to college to, uh, you know, being grown men and, you know, and doing, you know, things that we, we need to take care of in our lives. And, you know, you know, I obviously have a family. I'm married, got two yeah, kids. And, absolutely. Um, you know, that's that's definitely, you know, been my wave over the last, you know, eight or nine years. And you've been uh, killing but, you you're know, one of my uh, yeah. you're one of my favorite role models as far as being a, a husband and a father. I aspire to be that way once I do reach that level of life. I very much appreciate you for being that positive influence in my life, brother. Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate that. Uh, just, just kind of pointing that out, man. It's, it's Absolutely. you know, one of those things that's been, you know, organic for me from the start. You know, I, I knew from jump, you know, I wanted to be a dad. I've always, you know, thought about it, you know, with the absence of a father came high hopes, Dang. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I want to make high hopes for, you know, my kids to be able to experience what it yeah. is that I wanted. So, you know, it, to me, it became natural, you know, to do as I needed to do for that. So, you know, that's been the way, but, you know, through, through a lot of just our interactions, you know, have been a lot of, you know, pushing me to be better as far as like business and being an entrepreneur and just having, you know, creative ideas that allow us to, you know, just kind of grow, you know, our minds and our abilities to have an impact. And, you know, a lot of things have been born out of that. You know, when I first started learning how to program and code, I started building websites. And from those websites, it taught me the knowledge of really project management, which which really teaches you how to, run a business and, and so started you know really running you know uh basically a website building business and then it kind of turned into a branding agency which we call the helium co uh and the helium co was you know one thing that i pushed from basically willis will designs which was mm-hmm. the name that i ran the initial coding as company. a right the initial coding company was willis will design and then i wanted a way to be able to sort of manage it with you know a, a stronger obviously right. brand name a stronger right. uh, identity you know as a business not as opposed right. to just an individual so well i'm super um, excited about the helium co-op i always been excited about it since you presented it to me over 8 years ago so if you don't mm-hmm. mind give people a brief uh 1 minute uh idea of what the helium co is and also okay. let them know uh what you're working on now cuz the clothes and stuff you've designed so far are big uh catalyst for the stack select garments limited line because when i seen your hustling your driving them shirts i'm not gonna lie initially like man nobody want them shirts but as you kept sending me design after design i started checking my account i can afford this one this one and this one oh so yeah. if you could kind of talk to that for just a second so the audience can be yeah. with me and give them the uh the website where they can go purchase because i know you got some like 100 new designs okay i'm talking too much go ahead yeah okay it's all, <laughs> it's all good so uh the helium co basically is a branding agency and what we do is we help brands facilitate everything from merch to promotion to basically just having a high quality brand that's out there you know, whether it's online, social media, or even just in the physical presence. 
So what we've done is we've taken, you know, a number of brands and, and one thing that we really focus on is merch. And so um, I've, I have a, obviously a design background from the whole website building business because Absolutely. they went hand in hand. And so now what I do is I, I'm able to take designs. I'm able to, you know, shape a few things, mold mm -hmm. uh, some different things and really just kind of put some things together through some of the partnerships mm -hmm. and channels that I've built uh, over the years. And so now right. I have a channel that it's allows me by the way. to design it. Uh, <laughs> That's not the THC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off, oh, but I do want to say this to you real quick. Mm -hmm. um, you've been very helpful throughout this mental illness journey. And yeah. I remember when I first got diagnosed, you was not pressuring me so much as encouraging me to share how tough painful and honestly a lot of times the shit was funny now <laughs> um and so as someone that's been close to somebody like me as well as bold enough to continue business propositions with somebody who isn't completely easy to get along with when they're in the mm -hmm. zone could mm -hmm. you kind of speak to what tips you would give other people struggling to understand a friend that's struggling with their mental health uh, I, I think one thing that, you know, I always go back to is just our, our original relationship, you know, as far as being friends. And, mm -hmm. you know, I always, you know, want to understand that, you know, hey, our relationship as friends, we've grown that through experiences that we've experienced together, through some right. of the experiences that we haven't, you know what I'm saying? And some of the experiences that I've experienced with you, you know, in high school and college, you know, Crazy. helps me understand <laughs> that some of the things that you may be going through right now, Right. It's, it's part of some of that struggle you know what i'm saying and so yeah. because i because i want to understand that struggle um yeah. in a sense of one experiencing that with you um right. you know i don't i don't have a reason to say okay hey no you know there's not a chance you know what i'm saying there's right, right. there's always a thank there's you always i appreciate a chance. there's always a chance because at, at the same time it's more you know one thing that i i love about it is you know i i obviously have a relationship with with, with moms with tab you know with you know, a select few other people. Shout that out to Companisi and Waddell yeah. while we out here. And Miss Carolyn, <laughs> right. love you, girl. Shout out to the fam. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's it's helped us build, you know, a relationship to where, you know, we can Absolutely. help Talk you take anything. care of take care of your mental health, you know, where yeah. there's not a lot of pressure on you right. to really just understand that you, you are loved for who you are, you know what I'm saying? And, Thank you, you, know, as, you know, as we help you through that, you know, one thing that I, you know, I always tell you, our ideas and, and the ideas that you come up with are, are genius. We're um, powerful, bro. We literally have ten, at least, at least ten different million dollar ideas in the chamber. And one of the yeah. crazy things, or not crazy, I'm trying to get away from using that word. The thing I think about me and you, where we mesh so much, is just the background. You grew up without a father. I grew up without a mm -hmm. father. But somehow, you know, through all the odds, like if you look at my family and your family, me and you both probably end up supposed to end up selling crack and being in prison at this age. Um, yeah. not to be a, not to be you know negative, but honestly, that's the truth. My dad sold crack, um, <laughs> with prison when I was six. So, the whole point of me saying all of that is I think the reason me and you connect because we have the same value structure. Granted, yeah. I think one of the hardest things for me, and we've never really talked about this, um, but we got about eight more minutes and it's feeling spicy. Uh, yeah. a hard thing for me, and I think I talked to other friends who have recently got engaged or married or had kids. It's very hard for the friend on the outside that's single to accept that their best friend is now married with their best friend. And now they have several best friends that they take care of. Mm -hmm. What tips would you offer to the single folks like myself who love what y'all got going, but still need you to be a wingman Saturday in Deep Ellum? 
How do you yeah. handle that go between? Um, you know, for me, it's it's really about trying to be solid. You know, in in that marriage, in that commitment. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. as a as a friend, is is understanding. Hey, you know, uh, if I tell you I have boundaries, it's really just respecting that. And absolutely. Um, you know, there's there's no reason why we can't you know go out and have fun and have drinks and and what have right. you. Right. Um, you know, but you know the boundary there is. You know, hey, if if I'm playing wingman, then they need to know. Can't, obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm married. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm basically, you said I'm gonna get them to the to the condo, out. but I'm going home, nigga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's powerful, you know, man. A, you know, I'm 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 for my brother, and you know, and amen. And, you know, at the end of the day, you, sorry, you I'm know, about to uh, set up some greenery since you said TAC and it was 420 on the record, and I felt I needed to handle this. Yeah, um, that's what we. Now talk that's about. another thing we could talk about. Now imagine, remember back in high school? Uh, well, I'm gonna say this myself. I didn't smoke marijuana in high school, so when mm-hmm. I was in high school, sophomore, junior, senior, and people walk in there, red eyes, just real funny. I'm like, dang, that nigga is in a way better mood than last week. Um, true, and then as true. time went forward, <laughs> I grew less bothered by it. And if we being a million percent honest, bro, I told you, me smoking weed senior year of uh, UT helped me increase my LSAT score by eight points. That got me into the uh, are you changing diapers? No, nah, nah, I'm uh, peeling the orange for uh, little man, for junior, shouts out, junior man. But honestly, that that is what got me into law school. So people can say they hate weed, they can say it make you dumb, whatever. But after I smoked it, I went from like a 152 to a 160, which is kind of unheard of for black people. As far as wow. your experience with smoking marijuana mm-hmm. and being married, or or the, the outside perception, uh, or opinion of other people, do you feel that by calling your brand THC, you're inviting more? love or critique with that name you know originally uh you know when i thought about you know having the brand and having the, the thc that because that was originally the direction that we were going to go in you know i wasn't opposed to it and mm-hmm. and, and that's the reason why we continue to, to brand ourselves as the helium co, co-, co- not absolutely helium co or not helium you know it's the helium it's, co and so right I, I don't have a, i obviously have an issue with it just because you know i have you know uh a a, a different direction for how I feel about KAC and about we. And you know everybody can have you know their the way of looking at it mm-hmm. and looking at you know how it impacts you know our society and you know all the things that people want to kind of throw up. Right. But for me, for me, it, it's helped a lot of different things. I see Absolutely. how helpful. It is for a lot of different people, and yeah. you know whether whether or not we talk about drinking and alcohol and the differences. Their words. You know, it's it's it, you know it's it's a it's a huge debate. But yeah. know, I'm not here to debate that. But one thing that I'll say I'll say is uh, it's helped more than it's hurt. So amen. Yeah. And the thing that the thing that also people forget is like you can feel as staunchly as you want to. Like I don't think I'll ever feel like I need cocaine every day. But at the same yeah. time, I'm not going to judge that person that need cocaine. Now, granted, that's a very different substance than marijuana. But, for instance, when you go to YouTube and you type in uh, marijuana uh, treatments for seizures and you see a six-year-old girl fidgeting, chewing on her tongue, about to die, and they give her a sample of THC and she's normal and she has an appetite and she's healthy again, cancer patients, glaucoma patients, you don't have to agree fundamentally. But for you to ignore that pain because you don't want it, I think that's that's like hugely selfish. What you think? Yeah, and and that's one of the things that uh, I really go go back to is you know I saw a documentary where they were doing mm-hmm. research in 
um, where was it? Uh, Israel. And, mm. you know, they were talking about how, you know, uh, THC and, and the effects of marijuana are, are really mm-hmm. helping people, um, you know, in cancer research and, Absolutely. and you know, epilepsies and seizures. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of those things, it, it, I wouldn't even say it made me say, OK, hey, uh, did, did I decide was it good or bad? At the end of mm-hmm. the day, you know, I started, you know, smoking marijuana back in college when mm-hmm. I when I moved to L.A. and. You know, I was LA, about to go to you in that culture. So I'm glad you took it there. Keep going, my bad. Man, yeah. <laughs> so, so having that experience, um, you know, share with me that hey, there's a recreational use for it, mm-hmm. and I don't see how one state can have a recreational use mm-hmm. and the other states decide, hey, it's not okay. And mm-hmm. um, just as they've agreed to tobacco and you know uh, any other medical or pharmaceutical drug, right? Vape, um, vaping. You know, honestly, I think my vape away damn near because if you smoke that shit long enough, your lungs will never go back to normal. At least with cigarettes yeah. and weed and black and mild, like if you stop for five years in your mid thirties, you can repair your lungs up to the point you fifty. If you yeah. vaping, literally from the moment you first ingest a vape, it changes the chemical makeup of your lungs. I ain't vaped since I saw that fucking documentary. I don't find a name and give it to people, but I, I'm glad yeah, that you yeah, are willing sure. to acknowledge the negativity as well as the positivity. But since you brought up UTLA, yeah. let's switch gears. You are in okay. website design. You are in software sales. But in college and high school, me and you dreamed of owning our own TV network, radio network, and having a sitcom and movies based on our lives. So I guess a lot of people question is going to be, why is he selling software then? Walk them through why you making that strong business decision as a man, please. All right. All right. So a really great point is, you know, one, I love being in LA and I love that experience. I love being able to intern with Atlantic and Warner and, being able to go to studios and and all those types of things. Um, but one of the things that was always relevant was the fact that I didn't have the finances to afford me that. Mm. Um, and so what I've done over the years, and you can attest to this, is we, we've built up equipment. We've built up, uh, you know, different ideas. We, we own over almost our... $10,000 worth of professional <laughs> recording equipment. Right, like, right. People think it's just like, oh, they're on their phone. No, nah, we got like 10 Gs worth of stuff. And again, don't come over here. I got a gun yeah. and a dog. I'm just saying, yeah, right. we ready at all times. If y'all need promotion, right. hit us up. Okay, shameless plug. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, you know, working for a software companies is definitely helping me reach my goals as far as reaching the finances that I need to get to mm-hmm. where we really want to go. Um, right, and right. whether or not whether or not we take it, you know, one day at a time, step by step, mm-hmm. doing it ourselves, or somebody investing us to, mm-hmm. you know, take that time to really, you know, cut the cord and say, hey you know, whether I need to work at this software company or not, mm-hmm. I still have that dream of, you know, owning, you know, different a studios and being able to have, you know, our own label where we're bringing in different artists and yeah. you know, being able to Pop have music, a, a blues facility. music, uh, fucking Man. indie. We're not stuck on rap. I love all music. Yeah. I would sure, love, bro, honestly, right? to write a hit for uh, Ariana Grande or Alicia Cara uh, for the non-black. And I would love to write a song yeah. uh, <laughs> for Scissor. And we talked about her all the time. I'm addicted to mm. Summer Walker, bro. I'm scared if I ever meet her in person. No offense, London on the track, but if she walked by me, bro, I gotta go to the restroom and not come back. She too fine. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Um, uh, as far who was your favorite <laughs> person to meet? You was in LA, bro. You had to meet some celebrities at those places. Who was the your favorite celebrity you met and why? Um, I would say Janelle Monet. Um, Ooh, boy, you, you know, nigga, you starting some shit now. Okay, my yeah. bad. <laughs> uh, and that's just because I, I had a, a task to uh, go pick up some dry cleaning and then to drop that off 
uh, at the hotel. And, you know, it was just it was just nice to be able to have that interaction uh, without it being like, hey, you, you're just this, you know, young intern doing a favor or doing wait wait errand, before i ask know. this question because i know you married now and this was a long time ago you were single did you shoot the shot tell me you shot tell me you shot I, I, to be honest you know i didn't shoot the shot because i knew ah! i knew it could get back to yeah um yeah to my internship just yeah. just because the one thing that they said is uh do not you know fan out don't you know don't do none of that you know, bro i can't stuff. help it though on certain celebrities dog if i see you in yeah. dale georgia smith I'm gonna just again. I'm gonna have to leave. That's three people I can't really meet physically because I know, man. Yeah. This this C19, this workout, this quarantine. I got what that nigga say on uh, another professor is a whole lot of pressure. Um, yeah. So I don't need to be meet none of them. No time soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now that now that we now that you kind of opened the door to it, and we got seven mm-hmm. three minutes left. We're gonna cover yeah. these very quickly. We're gonna cover love and relationships while you were in LA and then the following when we were in London. And then I also want you to discuss what qualities uh, a woman in the 21st century needs to have for a successful black man to want to even propose. Uh, So let's start with UT and LA first. What was your love life like in LA? We know you didn't get Janelle Monet. No offense. She's going to listen. But give me something else. You know, it was, to me, the the love life was really just experience, trying to experience LA and and Mm -hmm. as much as I could really get to. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because I'm a single male, I'm not, you know, tied down to, you know, a set relationship or, mm-hmm. you know, committed to anybody. And so mm-hmm. it was it was more or more about sharing that experience, you know, whenever I can. So I had, you know, opportunities uh, just being in a fraternity to have some some brothers, mm-hmm. you know, at, uh, you know, at uh, UCLA. And that's beautiful, um, you know, and, and uh, no, it was actually at USC, my bad. That's at USC. And uh, what chapter and so, is you know, there? Were, um, I can't remember, you know, off the top of my head, um, but they do, they do their chapters a little bit different than what we do here in Texas. So they they do it with, as a group of schools as opposed to we do one school. You know, Wasn't that how it was back in the day, though? Am I making it up? I could be making it up. No, I mean, it's, it's it, some schools didn't have chapters, so they would have to pledge through Another the other schools. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. So. So um, when you were out there experiencing these, I mean, because I've been to LA for an extended period. I lived there briefly with uh, my ex girlfriend. Shouts out to Miss Marcella Nine. She's doing amazing. Y'all yeah, go follow her on YouTube. Uh, and also tell her to to be ready for Everybody Loves Marcella. It's a sitcom. Go to the website. Yeah. You'll find out more. Shameless <laughs> uh, yeah. plugs all day, nigga. That's what the house the podcast for. Uh, as Ooh. far as love, though. You were in LA. Like LA is such a fast city. It's Botox, it's fat ass, it's big titties, and it's six packs. How does a single dude walk through there daily and not want to hump everything with a pole? Help me out, man. I'm trying to yeah, see what yeah. a lot of saying yeah. that and you keep going. Let me let me hear you. Yeah. So so uh one of the things that uh that really draws to my story is uh mm-hmm. the fact that my wife now, uh then being my best friend, came down to visit me. While I was mm-hmm. when I was out there, and uh, you know, really was the only one that that made that step, man. And you just kind of see, deep, bro. you know, how how much somebody puts the effort into doing something wow. like that and really planning it. And oh. uh, and so it just took it, it took that friendship to a different level. So I wasn't even focused on uh, that anymore. It was more about okay, hey, how can I how can I one attain my goal of one completing this internship and potentially getting me a job. Um, or, you know, being able to go back and pursue that, uh, mm-hmm. relationship, which obviously is what I did. Um, and it worked. things moved a little bit faster, you know, and it worked and we had, a, we got a, 
a kid out of it. Um, I mean, I still remember that night when we lived uh, off of <laughs> off of thirty five and William Cannon, and mm-hmm, y'all came mm-hmm. in there and we we was all pretty toasted. But when you when y'all came out that room the next morning, I was like, "Yep, somebody got a baby." <laughs> yeah, it, it probably we was. was there, um, we was in there uh, doing grown up things uh, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. night, and then when you came in there, and brother could get up those steps. She's like, "What is wrong with him?" And y'all went in that mm-hmm. room. I was like, "Yep, that young man just had a junior." And by yeah, three weeks lost, later, I got the text. <laughs> I just lost my ability to uh, to uh, be be responsible, and uh, we all have a know, late text with a late text. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but now we're, I now want to move into the final piece of this, which is a lot of people are very interested in House Takeover, but they don't fully understand mm-hmm. why House Takeover season one was almost like barely three episodes. Yeah, yeah. I would like for you to kind of give a behind the scenes during that time. I know it was, t- I know it was kind of dark and tough all around mm-hmm. for me and you, and Dion wasn't even mm-hmm. really involved at the time. So yeah. kind of speak to what that time in life was like when I was living in Uptown and you was kind of ending the time without Tria. Just kind of put them in the mindset of what happened. Man, so um, just a lot of experience uh, at the time because I think I left Altria November of 2017. Yep, and, and I moved then, into my apartment December 24th of 2017. Yeah. And so I, one, was without a job because I didn't have shit lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as, you know, I had that free time, I was like, all right, you know what I'm saying, what, what can we do with that? Um and, you know, basically just kind of coming over, you know, let those ideas flow and say, hey, bro, I got this. I got this. Hey, let's just do the show. And, and we just started you know, putting we, it together, man. We started putting it together, putting the chair, the desk and, you know, saying the background. Live studio the audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, people, people that was an amazing time, bro. But yeah, I mean, I, I know you're about to get to it, but I'm going to go ahead and get it because we only got a few more minutes. Basically, yeah. y'all, we started doing House Takeover Season 1 because life happened. Uh, Darrell lost his job with Altria. Mm-hmm. I lost my job with Health and Human Services. I ended up having an episode, what was that, February or March, something like that. And that was the worst episode I ever experienced because they had me in a mental facility for a month. I spent my 29th birthday, and I spent Easter Sunday at a Sundance mental f- facility. And after that time, that's when I got sick of the world and everybody, and I was literally angry almost for six months straight every day. I would get up and do push-ups. I would get up and punch the wall. I would get up and play basketball. But it wasn't for skill. It was literally, if I don't get this energy out, I'm afraid of what I'm going to do to the next person that pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people are like, well, why'd y'all stop the show? Because nobody wants to watch a grumpy dude on TV every week. Like, it gets old. Yeah. Um, and I'm very thankful for during that time period that you were willing to accept and understand that I needed that space. But at the same time, I knew if I ever need anything at any time, anywhere in the world, I can call you. But that was a very dark time for me, as well as you. Because like you said, you didn't have a job, you had kids. And like you said, like it's easy for me to not have a job. Well, it's not easy. It's easier to have not have uh, money coming in when you don't have no kids. But when you got a wife and kids and you lost your job and you got this homeboy who just want to rap and do videos all day. I totally understand why a wife would be like, get the fuck away from over there and go to Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I totally get that. Get you a job. <laughs> yeah, but like, what was, what were you thinking? And, and this is my last question. When you are oh. doing Hostile Takeover, it's quite, it's very much a guy show. When you do the mm-hmm. assist, it's very much a... I don't think you aim for a particular person. So like, mm-hmm. how do you... Does, how do you... What is it? Duality of personality. Let's go all the way back to WB yeah. Du Bois. Do you feel like when you're on these different shows, you're putting on a different face or you're just reacting based on your situation? I think I think in a sense, I am trying to g- gather a different audience. Um, I don't right. think 
I don't think audiences that are looking for entertainment or looking for, uh, you know, motivation and inspiration type of entertainment, right? Like they may be looking for something that's fun. They're probably looking for something funny. It took Kendrick Lamar a long time to get platinum. So yeah, yeah. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So um, when you, when you start pushing towards a different audience, you have to speak to that audience different now, you know, at no point, at no point, you know, does it say, okay, Hey, I have to change who I am. It's the same Mm -hmm. person. But one thing that, you know, I won't do is, you know, sort of label myself and to say, I have to choose one side or the other. You know, I, I have always, um, I have owned the fact that when, it, when you know, I was voted, it's one of them high school things, voted most versatile when I was yeah. you know, in high school. It yeah. reminded me of something. It reminded me of my ability to adapt and my ability to, to help, mm-hmm. you know, any and everybody. And that's where the assist came from because it was mm-hmm. like, well, look, I may not necessarily know your entire journey, but I know a piece of it and I can help a piece of it, which could lead to helping that entire journey. And that's all I pretty much do with the assist, man. And um, w- well, go ahead and tell them how to reach you on the assist real quick. Drop that plug. Yeah, man. So uh, if you need help, you know, with, with anything as far as business, personal development, professional development, you know, really just trying to get your life in order, uh, reach me at new me. Uh, so that's N-E-W-M-E at the at the assist CC dot com. Um, once again, that's new me at the assist CC dot com. That's uh, for the assist coaching and uh, consulting.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, somebody will get back with you and let you know, we'll, we'll do a 15 minute, uh, you know, strategy session, kind of talk about some of the things that you want to work on and, and we'll just mm-hmm. kind of take it from there. Well, here's one more thing I want to add to y'all. Uh, now it does it, like Darrell's being super modest. So I'm gonna go ahead and add a little more uh, heat to what you just said. Uh, if you have been following this journey, you'll realize that we started doing house takeover two years ago. We stopped for a year. When we left and came back, it was like 40 days. house takeovers and 40 different infoils even though it's copyrighted and i keep bringing that up not to be a dick but because i don't like them being around because they they mess up the image of the brand in general um i really hate that but they also let me know that we was on to something so the whole time we wasn't posting i was watching this i was watching every episode i was listening to every song because mm-hmm. it's not it's not that i'm competitive so much as it is competitive it is but in addition to that i hate to lose and when I seen that Chinese website with the Helium Co shirts, and when I seen these hostile takeover niggas, they don't take the logo, but they get pretty fucking close. It lets yeah. me know that there is a market for what we're doing, but the hardest part for me is just accepting when, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, for me, it's not necessarily credit. I don't need people to look at me and be like, oh, that's Infoil. Don't look at me as the brand. Even when you look at the website, I'm an interim CEO, meaning when we sell this or and or reach a certain milestone, I don't want to be the executive officer. I don't <laughs> want to own it. Like, I mean, I want to own it, but I don't want to be over the board of trustees and all the extra. I don't want to do none of that. Yeah. Um, I want to be creative director. And I see you, you do finance and marketing. You're clearly the CFO or CMO in conjunction with Mike B, who's given a ton of advice. And Justin's already technical, so that's a CTO. So as I'm going through all this stuff and thinking and in positioning people, I want you to kind of speak to what it's like to work collaboratively with people that literally 80% of the time you don't even see them face to face. And that's not just InfoL. You also do software sales and you're making literally mm-hmm. millions with ne- without ever seeing these people. Uh, what has that been like? How is that for you? Uh, you know, it, it really just uh, shows me the power of one, the internet, but power of communication. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, you, you were communications major, and to put that out there. 
this is also true. Uh, so just a kind of the power of communication. Once you get to a level to where you can communicate the things that you need to somebody, the way that they can understand it and they can accept Absolutely. it, um, then you, you can get to whatever step, whatever level, whatever, you know, finish line that you're really trying to get to because Absolutely. you have a, a line of communication. It's, it's really when it's broken, right? Where, you know, mm-hmm. hey, like you say, when you, you try to call somebody and you've called them three or four times, they haven't returned your call, they haven't texted, they haven't emailed you. Well, that's a broken line of communication. So now we can get something done. Um, yeah. But And that's not a problem now because it's just me, you, and I, X amount or whatever. But when Rock Nation call and be like, here's an offer <laughs> for your yeah. tour. Or like that recent event we had, nobody's fault, where we had an opportunity mm-hmm. to do a commercial for a casino in Oklahoma, and mm-hmm. we weren't all the way ready for that yet. So I just like I kind of want you to speak to people understanding that, like you say, at the time you was unemployed, I was unemployed, we had all these ideas and nothing was working. How do they stay positive? How do you stay positive through the bullshit, Darrell? That's what people need to hear. Yeah, optimism is always going to be key, man. And, and the only way to be optimistic is to believe that you'll one day get to where you really want to go. You can't Absolutely. lose faith. You can't lose um you know that drive and that hunger because you know man, every, everybody everybody fails and and one person that i do follow man is, is will smith i know that's you know one Absolutely. of your greatest you know greatest role models um, all time and um and one thing that he constantly says is you know once you fail you learn something and you keep going you fail you keep learning and yeah. once you learn how to how to how to limit the failure then you've defined your success but every form of success is going to be different. So um, I always I always look at my life as at the end of the day, I know I can reach that level in which I want to reach. So I'm going to always be optimistic because I'm going to get there and I'm going to be humbled enough to say, hey, I believed in this and I got there uh, by continuing to believe in it and having that faith. So, Well, my brother, I'm super excited to see where House to take over and the brand, where the assist, where the helium code goes. Let me go ahead and give you all this tagline because it hasn't been super clear what all this is. Infoil Entertainment Network is the umbrella organization for Hostile Takeover and Hostile Takeover Promotions Group, as well as Infoil Entertainment Music Group. Now, when you see the website, we haven't added it yet. It needs to say powered by the Helium Code. When you see Hostile Takeover the show, it needs to say powered by the Helium Code in conjunction with the assist. Because it would be ridiculous and, quite frankly, a dick move for me to think for me to allow y'all to think that all this work is just myself. That would be ridiculous. Mr. Darrell Willis is very much qualified. This man is so into his religion, his faith, and his family. He's a very big, big reason I am where I am and who I am today. And honestly, when we, when I used to be in court, I would just pretend to be Darrell and I won down yeah. there every case. That's so best for these niggas. When I was in court, I hop in the hole. Hold on, let me get about Darrell. <clears throat> Good evening, mm. Your Honor. I'm Mr. Williams. We're <laughs> going to talk about this case right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can turn that shit on. That power, that yeah, I, was I can do it. I just shoot it. Yeah. Uh, say flip the switch, man. So <laughs> this is the last 30 seconds. This is the longest interview. No way am I upset. This has been amazing. Darrell, take this last 30 seconds to do and say whatever you would like. And thank you so much for joining on the show. All right. So people, please tune in to House of Takeover Podcast. Uh, Lonnie's going to take it to so to such a level that you don't want to miss out. Um, whether you are you know, single, whether you're married, whether you are in a uh, somewhat you know, 
anonymous relationship, mm-hmm. whether you're a side piece, whether you're a main piece. You oh, no, we saying? definitely have a side nigga gonna be offered. Episode, so <laughs> please tell Maisha don't listen to that one. Cause we gonna really, I want me, you, and Dion do a side nigga nation like sketch, but I'm still working on the script. But anyway, like, I ain't mean to cut yeah. y'all. That was your so, floor. No, it's 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 all good. So uh, please tune in. And one thing that you'll notice is we're working together to make sure that everybody understands what House of Takeover is, what the Helium Co is, what the Cyst is, because we're here to help everyone get to where we've gotten. So if you need Absolutely. some help, let us know. Hit us up. Um, and, and that uh, website one more time I'm is not... it uh, at new is it new me at uh, theassistcc.com yeah so new me at theassistcc.com awesome well thank you so much Mr. Willis thank you Service Fusion for sponsoring this call thank you Anchor thank you Spotify thank you Apple Music and thank you Stacks Pack for rocking with House of Podcast it's only been a week and we already killing the game thank you so much Kill Mr. Willis no problem man all right, my brother. It, oh, yeah, one thing, last thing. Uh, what song, any request, any new songs you want on this episode? Any new songs? Hmm. Any song, yes, actually. I'll give you up to three. I want commercial, and I just want one. I want commercial by Lil, oh, I know I got two. Commercial by Lil Baby and uh, Lil Uzi Vert. And uh, the next song is going to be uh, Put the Weed in the Real Love. By, uh, Ooh, I don't know if I can do that yet because we ain't got no full copy worth hearing yet. <laughs> it's okay, sound okay, weird okay. on here. How about this? Okay, How about okay. this? Since you said that one, little baby, I honestly was gonna just use emotionally scarred. So we're just gonna use both. Is that cool with you, brother? That's cool with me, Mike. Thank you so much, Mr. Willis. This is my longtime friend, longtime brother. Even if we was blood, we couldn't be any closer. Thank you so Could much. House of Takeover. Hold on, let me say it right. If we're entertainment. Network in conjunction with House Takeover Promotions Group, powered by the Helium Co. and the Assist Company. Nigga, that sounds like a movie. All right, man, we're gonna fuck with y'all later. Holla at me. Yeah.